You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The second round is in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part? It's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. day san jose welcome to the stick and root podcast your home of the san jose sharks on the hockey podcast network my name is nick floor and joining me as always we have dylan kazer and isha jerome how you guys doing today fellas just fantastic absolutely fantastic we both just got back from a camping trip on beautiful beautiful salt spring island the island off the island island off the island have a hell of a trip nick how you doing i'm doing pretty good had a little islandception there huh Island off oh, the island. Oh, oh, Tell them about because uh, we messaged a little bit here. This might be something I'm unfamiliar with, but others might not. Uh, you guys drive the fucking cars onto the ferry to get across to the island. Yeah, I mean, and this is not a foreign concept to us at all because for us to get to Vancouver, of course, we're on the main island, so we have to get a ferry there as well. And like they get hundreds. Of I was cars just gonna say they fit at like a minimum of like 150 to 200. Cars like because you got massive semi trucks, you got RVs, you got trailers, you got four levels of just cars. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a hell of a trip. And these little islands, maybe 50, maybe 50 cars, a little bit tighter. Yeah, Yeah, you can feel the waves a little more in your car, but uh, it's a a good time. Yeah, great views, great views from those boats. The Gulf Islands, check them out, Nick. When you when you come up to BC, you know, you're getting on a BC ferry. Definitely, I'm gonna have a lot of fun. I can't wait. Um, today we actually have a bunch in store for you guys we've got tons of news to talk about spanning all across all of the nhl uh the lottery draft is over so we're going to discuss a little bit about how the sharks are going to be poised at the number seven spot as well as some other news around just the the, not just the nhl world but the hockey world Uh, before we get into it let's give a quick shout out to our social media handles you can find myself on twitter at nick floor underscore you can follow the stick hungry podcast at stick hungry pod and you can follow the network at hockey pod net dylan you can follow myself at dyl underscore thpn and you find myself at producer underscore pigeon and i do believe we have a little bit of a twitter spaces action going on with this episode as well here so 
uh, fans will actually be able to jump in. And we might be thinking of doing this more often in the, in the near future. Feel free to let us know. You can always DM us on Twitter and tell us if it's a great idea, if you joined in, if you're able to talk about something that kind of crossed your mind. Feel free to just let us know and we can continue keeping this going. We like to include you guys as much as possible in these podcasts. So, And we're just... hoping that everything works out. Like, we're just trying this out. There's a lot of moving parts here at the Twitter space. Yeah, I don't even have a phone, so I can't even <laughs> do yeah, a so double check. Our producer doesn't have a phone. It's We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But, yes, Nick, we are looking for it. Hopefully this works out. We can do this more often, especially with, you know, some of these big summer events coming up, like the expansion draft and the draft itself. Yeah, and, I mean, well, let's get into some breaking news. We're not going to jump right into the expansion draft quite yet or the entry draft. Uh, but today we're recording on the 6th of June, 2021. Mario Ferraro of the San Jose Sharks and Team Canada won the gold medal at the IIHF World Championship, beating Finland 3-2 to in overtime. It was nice to see them not go to a shootout because there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, I guess controversy surrounding, you know, world championships and international tournaments involving shootouts. But you know what? Let, let's chime in on just that point, just just quickly. I know it's a big show here, but we were talk we were saying the opposite just because of the big ice. It just was ridiculous. I, I don't know. I thought that a shootout would have definitely uh, ended the game quicker than. <laughs> well, and to be quite honest, uh, Nick, Isha, and myself, we really had to get to work, and uh, you know, a long overtime was the last thing that we wanted. So a shootout would have been accepted by us. But yes, it is tough on that large ice surface with only three guys aside. Yeah, and if they wanted to do a five versus five overtime, I felt like that would have made a little bit more sense. So of course, the, the game would drag on a little bit further, um, but. Me personally, I kind of like the because there's just so much negativity surrounding the skills competition. It's been bashed on so much that I'm assuming that they're going to this as like a offset to see how well it was. And it did go, like I said, a little bit longer than normal. But I personally liked it a little bit better. So that's well, just you you mentioned you mentioned one word though. Uh, you know, skills competition. That's basically what these tournaments are. I mean, they're not overly physical tournaments. So hey. It's yeah. going to be a skills competition. Might as well have the shootout You know, in it's there. funny. We're used to, especially just right now, watching the Stanley Cup playoffs where the refs aren't calling anything, right? And it, it's very much a physical game. It's very much like an even game as far as, okay, you got away with a trip there. You better believe that the, the other team's getting away with one as well. Whereas you watch the IIHF tournaments and it's like you can't even be a little bit physical because you make one little mistake even if the ref's looking and being like uh I, probably an accident i'm just gonna give a you know i'm gonna call it anyways and the funniest thing is gord miller as the refs were getting their awards um on tsn straight up like it goes silent and now here are the awards to the ref and gord miller's not their best night <laughs> <laughs> they're all smiling put up the thumbs up <laughs> The proudest moment of their lives, you know, officiating the gold medal game. Gordon Miller just shits on them. Just takes uh, a fucking fat dump. But it. I mean, if you, you know, we we recircle back to this tournament. This was this was historic for Team Canada. This is the first time that a team has ever come back and won gold after going down zero to three. And for me personally, should we be proud of that? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a C minus tournament, but. <laughs> uh, but the biggest thing for me was Owen Power. Just seeing how he played in that environment, which of course he's done this before, but this is just something, you know, I think he led the team on time on ice at one point for at least a game or two. Um, so I think this almost solidifies him as 
I don't want to say consensus number one overall, but I think that this almost 100% solidifies him as taking that first overall position and, and Buffalo going in and just grabbing him and having him and Darlene on the blue line, anchoring that down for years to come. So He's going to be a Buffalo Sabre next year. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, he's NHL ready. You could tell, you know, by this tournament, the size, you know, the skill, the vision. This guy's got it all. I He has to be number one overall in this draft, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think he's the biggest at like 6'5", only 18 years old. And although he has earned his criticisms for not playing to his size, that's stuff that can easily be, like, be developed. And watching that uh, game today against Finland, seeing him use his size more advantageously jumping into the play and you know honestly doing very well with Troy Stetcher there it was it was good to see him kind of be a little bit more confident with the puck especially in the uh, the game against team USA as well as this finals game so excited for him moving forward hopefully buffalo doesn't absolutely shit on his development like they have done every single body in the last They 100% years. are going to Yes I can't wait for him to get traded for 2 seconds and just flourished with a completely different team <laughs> but any other thoughts before we move on to a bit of more personal exciting news we have you know what nick you you kind of summed it up there uh c minus tournaments uh it, you said it was historic because of the zero and three start well i thought it was historic because i didn't know like five or six of the guys on team canada oh, what was that honest. one like danforth like who's that danforth uh, is he like an echl all-star who is this guy i don't know <laughs> so i mean it was it was an interesting tournament but hey canada won the gold can't complain Let's go, boys. Justin Danforth. Justin Danforth. Not to take anything away from the guy. It's just like, it's surprising when you watch a, a tournament like this and Team Canada and you don't really see any stars and you see some, you know, uh, filler players, I guess, like Danforth. Uh, but gold medal, baby. Canada, let's go. Next tournament. Wing, in, baby. A winger for the Columbus Blue Jackets organization. There you go. That's now playing in the KHL. The Columbus Blue Jackets or is he like no. the A? No, 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 no. He's actually playing in the KHL right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's nice. <laughs> and there's the, the Danforth report. <laughs> I was so curious. <laughs> All right, let's Weird. move on. Um, yeah, moving on. Former Sharks defenseman and Hockey Podcast Network co-host Kyle McLaren gets named head coach of San Jose State University's ice hockey. Why the fuck you lying? <laughs> that was the wrong sound drop for that. I mean, congratulations, <laughs> Kyle. Just a, a big shout out. Kyle's uh, been dealing with um, uh, terrible internet. Obviously, we've, we've noticed he hasn't been on the show in quite some time. I don't like to say it's his fault. I would like to say it's the ISPs up in Auburn and Newcastle need to get their shit together. Uh, but yeah, Kyle got uh, he interviewed for the job for San Jose State University, and he was notified, I believe it was on Friday, that he got the position. And, uh, you know, just a big congratulations from ourselves. I'm going to take him out to a beer here pretty soon because I believe we're both vaccinated now. So we can go do that since my county is in the orange tier. So uh, we're going to go out for a beer here pretty soon to celebrate it. I'm going to go to as many games as I possibly can just to chirp him from behind the bench about uh, I'll, maybe I'll throw a yellow visor out there if one of his players get a hat trick or something. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that'd be good. Do you, uh, how do you think the first practice is going to go? Is it going to be hip checks only? All defensemen. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's gonna. I think there's gonna be a lot of hip checks out there. Uh, How to use your tricep instead of uh, elbow? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're gonna watch that video about ten times, and he's gonna show them exactly where to get the guy. It was not an elbow. It, it was not an elbow. But yeah, congrats, Kyle. I mean, that's 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 huge. I mean, uh, to get a, a job like that, you know, 
Kyle's obviously got his sights on the uh, on the coaching world and get to get a, a stepping stone like that is huge. Um, I think he's going to do super well. And, you know, hopefully, Isha, hopefully we can make a road trip down to San Jose at some point. Well, it, it's, we always, it's always been the plan. Now it's like, hey, it's got to happen. And hey, the, that program has, you know, four or five new fans in, in us here. Absolutely. And uh, we know the Hockey Podcast Network will support them as well. There you go. Uh, so, you know, we mentioned earlier on, we're on Twitter spaces. Now we have someone that's requesting to speak. We're going to see how this all works. It could be an absolute disaster, but let's see how it goes. <laughs> uh, we have approved Shane Van Ice, your boy SV, to speak on Twitter spaces. Shane, are you there? Yeah. Oh, Shane is here, folks. Shane, how's it going today, man? Not bad, not bad. Um, how, how are you? Not bad, not bad. Can you, uh, Nick, you can hear him fine? Everything's going he, good? I, I don't know how, but he sounds better on Twitter spaces than he does when he normally calls in. Yeah, that's true. It's that's beautiful. True. Shane, uh, how was the weekend? Do anything exciting? Not really, actually. I just went to the park a couple times. Went, uh, went to the lake. Um, yeah. Very nice, very nice. Uh, I went to Salt Spring Island, actually. Have you been to Salt Spring? I haven't. I've been to the Sunshine Coast, but I haven't been to Salt Spring. Cue up the trip. It's coming. It's coming, Shane. You got to make it out. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd come. With you. I'd go with you. Awesome. Awesome. Shane, what do you got for us today, man? I was wondering, what's going to happen with the Vander Kane? Is he going to end up homeless on the streets once hockey ends or what? Well, I, I don't think... <laughs> Not if he uh, fights one of the Paul brothers. Yeah, I think that's. I think he's always got that plan in his back pocket. If, if things go awry, he can always just fight one of the Paul brothers. So I think Vander Kane's going to be all right. Okay. <laughs> he might not be rolling in the dough, but I don't think he's going to be out in the streets. Yeah. Nick, that's a, what, that's what do you a think? Fair, that's a fair assessment. I, I do know that with the the bankruptcy being filed, that there's still an option for him to terminate his contract. And then once the bankruptcy gets settled, he can sign as a free agent with the team. So uh, I don't know how that would work out, but the Sharks are still openly or publicly committed to keeping him on the team. So I don't think he's going anywhere. There you have it. There you have it. Really, really with the cha-chings today. I like it, producer. Oh, he's going to get paid once his debt's uh, no, paid off again. 100%. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Off, coming off of such a, a great season, having no real financial, I don't want to say no financial burdens, but having the, the weight off of his shoulders, as he said, um, I'd like to see him continue those performances moving forward, especially for the Sharks. So, Shane, did you watch the gold medal game today? Canada-Finland? No, I didn't. I heard something about fences, though, or something. I like, they, they heard something about fences. Uh, typically, they put, they're... Uh, the, the they put fences around the, the fountain so people went celebrating it or something. Oh, know. yeah, that's like, right. I know oh, what Shane's okay. talking about. Well, in, in Finland? Finland. In oh, because Finland, they go hard when they win, yeah. Yeah, there was a fountain that the Finns love to... Uh, <laughs> oh, <I laughs> they love to this. jump in and, like, climb on uh, Carlo. Actually, from Vegas Nightly, he posted the, the picture of it. I saw it on there. And they surrounded them with just, like, standard arena fences. Like, like that was going to stop these people from <laughs> jumping in this fountain. Um, but, you know, the fountain was safe because Finland did not win the game. So, uh, that, that, I, I did see that as well, Shane. That was pretty – it was pretty funny. They just put up these tiny little barricade fences that you do to, like – coordinate lines of people getting into like stadiums and arenas <laughs> as if that's going to stop crazy Finnish people from jumping in these fucking fountains. Shane, they got better fencing for downtown Nanaimo around the fountain, eh? Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> little inside joke for your candy. <laughs> little inside joke for all you Nanaimo whites. 
Uh, is that right. what you're called? Nanaimo Whites? I don't know. I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're called anything. No one really calls us shit. Islanders. Canadians, uh, we're all just call. Islanders. Yeah, we're, we're Islanders. So we're going to call it that. Uh, Shane, you got anything else for us? No. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for jumping on uh, the Twitter spaces. First Shane. time trying it out. And you're, uh, you're a good test dummy here for us, Shane. So uh, thanks for jumping on. I owe you some Nandas. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Bye. All right, Shane. Have a good one. You too. Bye. There you go. Your boy SV. Follow him on Twitter. Follow of the hey, day. This is going to be fun. We can request uh, a bunch of people on Spaces if we continue to do this to hop in the conversation. No, I, I like this. I really do like this. Um, you know, we don't have too many people jumping on right now, but uh, the first, the first one of the, the summer. First time. I mean, for for the Sharks, it's the off season. There's nothing really going on, so we'll we'll give it some time here. Yeah, and it allows the fans to be able to come in and talk to us if they have something that is on their mind and maybe they forget it on our Twitter questions uh, tweet that we always send out. Maybe they'll remember it, you know, through the show and be able to jump in and, and say what, what's on their mind. And hey, if you disagree with something that I've said or, or Pigeon said or Nick said, come on, let me know. I'll take the oh, heat. Come at me. I'll, you know I want to hear it. Let's you, do it. I could I could always have some tea time questions banked for some yeah. listeners who really want to, you know, test test their brains and see if, uh, see if they can withstand us putting it into a pretzel. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll we'll put that in the in the notes. We'll put that in the notes moving forward, and we'll uh, we'll take a look at that. Could be an absolute shit show. Actually, no, it will be an absolute shit show. <laughs> it's a little bit easier to kind of manage who talks, though. I've noticed on Twitter Spaces, as opposed to like having six people in a Zoom, you know, kind of conference. Yeah, because so. you can just cut those motherfuckers off. Yeah, I can just cut them. I can mute. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy. So there you go. It's gonna be fun. Um, moving on, we, we do have oh. Oh, okay, maybe we can't cut Shane off, apparently. <laughs> oh, he's been promoted to speaker. All right, so I just removed Shane from speakers. Uh, Shane, so now you cut. Shane is no longer able to speak. <laughs> Working hilarious. out the kinks, boys. That was awesome. I, I get it, because he's a speaker, so you have to remove him as a speaker, right? Yeah. So, okay. Hey, first time for everything. First time for everything. <laughs> Thanks, Shane. Uh, moving on, we, we had something... And it happened earlier this week in a game. I believe it was game one of uh, Winnipeg and Montreal. Uh, Shifley was given a four-game suspension for just an absolute... The absolute crackpot. stupid-ass hit on Jake Evans, who was going to just put in an empty net. It was just an empty net goal, honestly. It was simple, just... What the fuck were you thinking? And I don't think he was thinking. There's a, a picture that surfaced on Twitter of Shifley's face after they uh, gave him the misconduct for charging because he, you know, when they talk about a 200-foot game, I don't think this is what coaches mean, but he traveled the entire 198 or 200 feet of the ice to effectively injure a player in Jake Evans. And the hit was so, in my opinion, just dirty, egregious, filthy, disgusting. There's so many different synonyms that you can use. But just looking at this picture, this guy has had way too many smelling salts during that game. Way too many smelling salts. Uh, we actually have another uh, guest that is requesting to speak. Uh, Bruce Almighty is requesting to speak on the Stick Hungry podcast. Bruce, how are you doing today? Bruce, you there? Bruce, I think you're on, you're on mute. You can jump on here, Bruce. We're waiting. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Hey, Bruce, how's it going? Good. Good, man. Good. What do you got for us today? Eh, just chilling, just uh, watching some clips of the Canadian game. 
Oh, Canada, Actually, baby. Hey, that, yeah, this is a good timing, Actually, Well, you're talking about the uh, Canada-Finland game, I'm assuming. But I want to get your thoughts on the Shifley hit. Did you think that warranted the suspension that he got? Well, all I got to say is, is uh, the, the Department of, of Safety made something right, for Christ's sake. Because yeah. uh, remember, don't you remember the, the Reeves hit? He only get two games. I'm like, hmm. I mean, I'm like, come on, you you can't be serious. Yeah. And and, and I and, thought that hit on Sheffley that, uh, you know what that reminds me of? Don't you remember the uh, Rafi Torres hit when they hit Marion Host? A hundred percent, Bruce. That's the first thing that I that's said exactly too, that. Bruce. That's the exact first and, thing and that I said. Cost him like 20, like, that's cost him like 20 games. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I thought that would be like a 10-game suspension when Sheffley got the hit. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. I think they, they got it right. I think right now, like you said, the problem is consistency. Is You, you know, we see these hits and we don't know what the suspension is going to be because sometimes we think it's going to be five games. It ends up being one game. Or, you know, a few weeks ago with the Washington Capitals and Tom Wilson ends up being just a fine and no suspension. So there's no consistency right now. And the and repeat another... offender, you know, thing has to be taken into account too. Whereas like Shifley, sure, like that was malicious. You know, it every intention to hit that player, but he's not a dirty player all the time. So it's yeah. all it's all these variables that again the, the consistency aspect is just it's it's just way off. And just another note, this the CBA has it very worded, you know, they have it worded such ways where if it's not an in-person hearing, then the maximum allowable suspension was five games. So but you know, the four or five game suspension because they didn't call it for an in-person hearing was the maximum that they handed out. So it was nice to see them essentially give out what they could have given out given the CBA's rules. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Bruce, thanks so much for uh, jumping on here, man. No problem. All righty. There you go. Uh, Bruce almighty. Um, yeah, this is fun. This is fun having fans jump on, on, on Twitter spaces. This is good stuff. Good stuff here. I, I love how he brought up because I actually forgot. The first thing that I, that I thought of when I saw that hit was Rafi Torres taking out Marion Hosa. Like that's yeah. the very first thing that came to my mind. Just the leaving the feet, absolutely going through the guy head first. Like that's the very first thing that I thought of when I saw that hit. So I'm glad that Bruce brought that up because it slipped my mind. But that's the the easiest parallel that you can draw, especially as Sharks fans. We saw that he actually got a 41 game suspension one time for a hit. That's so half a season. Yeah, and that the, those types of hits and like Isha said, he was not a repeat offender. And I I go back to that picture that we had up on the screen. I honestly feel like he was on some sort of drug, like a Sudafed, an amphetamine, Adderall. Maybe he got into the Seattle Seahawks collection or something. I'm not sure. But, he got uh, smelling salts from Chernobyl's finest. <laughs> give me some Wouldn't little khl that. smelling salts baby <laughs> i would not sniff those if i were you in the streets of great New special Bukes by Ness. the way you guys ever seen this chernobyl special on hbo oh yeah it oh, was I amazing watched, yes no i i didn't finish it but yes it was good I was the only... dog the dog scene killed me <laughs> yeah honestly if you guys if you're listening if you haven't watched that series go back find a way to watch the entire series it was absolutely just phenomenally put together Find a way to watch it. It's a find out how basalts are made the whole nine yards. There you go. Oh, yeah. uh, just fun. one last note on, on the Shifley hit that I just want to mention. 
you know, there's a lot of hits out there that you can kind of see it from the other angle and you can defend it. For me, this hit, I don't think you can defend it. It was wrong. Shifley's not a dirty guy. So, like, I'm not going to... Like, it was a bad hit. And I think he's got to just take it on the chin and he's got to work on it moving forward. But you just can't defend this hit. It was a bad hit, period. Yeah, and the buck stops at him, by the way. All the people that are harassing his family yeah. and all of that. That's just... Come on now. Be an adult. Well, once. that's what that's why I, I try and make the point to say Mark Shifley's not typically a dirty player, right? He was mm-hmm. clearly that that whole third period. This guy was so frustrated, and you know, Nick, you mentioned you know the look in his eyes. It looked like he was on something. That, I, I think that was just pure anger and, and rage at that point that came out, and it's just very unfortunate that uh, Jake Evans went down like that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Moving on, we're going to finally talk about shark stuff. You know, 25 minutes into it. Uh, so the lottery draft was this Wednesday. Unfortunately, we weren't able to do the uh, live show that we wanted to. I had work. Boo. You but, had uh, work, and, you know, Isha, uh, Isha and I tried ever. to get it together, and it was just a shit show. And yeah. by the time we got everything prepped, it was too late. So it took 30 minutes making sure we had the proper hashtags to, for the, the biggest viewership. And then... Uh, well, I'm going to blame that one on Isha. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. It was bad. <laughs> um... The, the Sharks did not win the lottery. The Seattle Kraken were the only team to have technically won the lottery. They moved up from third overall to second overall, dropping Anaheim down to third overall because woohoo. Um, so that's Seattle gets second overall. Buffalo gets first. That's why we had claimed earlier that they we believe he's going to be, uh, Owen Power is going to be a Buffalo Sabre. And so since the Sharks did not win, they stand pat at seventh overall for the 2021 entry draft. And you know, Shane Peng is a beaut, honestly. He comes out with some of the best content, and he makes understanding this game and, and just the little bits that he puts out on San Jose Hockey now. It's just really fun for us, uh, as well as everyone that, that reads his content. So he actually had some what I call fun facts about 7th overall. There was just some bulletin points here that I kind of wanted to address that I saw during on his article. That kind of piqued my interest. Um the average number seven pick, counting only non-active skaters, plays 622 NHL games. So that's a great fucking number. Honestly. That's a, that's a, a 622 games. That's a that's a full career. That's a full NHL career. Yeah. Uh, the average number seven forward, counting only non-actives, scores 163 goals, 217 assists, and 380 points over his career just more numbers that you know kind of reinforce the fact that a top 10 pick in the nhl while that might not flourish instantly will end up becoming an nhl player for the club Um, this is the one that i feel like everyone's going to be able to relate to and he put the last 10 picks and i actually went a little bit further down the list that he had on his site Uh, but the last 10 number seven picks were holtz dylan cousins quinn hughes you guys know about that guy uh leah sanderson clayton keller ivan provorov Hayden Fleury, Darnell Nurse, Matt Dumba, and Shifley. <laughs> that's a that's a hell of a list, though. That's a great list of players. Yeah, that's NHL starters, bona fide NHL starters, right there. Uh, this is the minus, last ten years. Minus Leah Anderson. Yeah, who, uh, we don't talk about that one. Um, who doesn't like silver medals? Yeah. 
And then I went back a few more years from 09 to 06. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, like Nazem Kadri, who's currently suspended uh, for the Colorado Avalanche. Colin Wilson uh, out of Boston University for the Predators. Jacob Voracek out of Halifax for the Blue Jackets. And Kyle Ocposo uh, for the New York Islanders. So, I mean, great All names. solid. Good company. I know we're not talking about, and we've said it before. The Sharks needed to win the the draft the draft lottery to get a first line type player. All of these guys are, if they're not defensemen, because I mean, even Dar- you know Darnell Nurse, Matt Dumba, Provorov. You're talking about really really good defensemen in the NHL, but they're solid middle six guys, if not you know top six guys, depending on what team they're on. And then finally, the last bulletin point here is 57% of seventh overall picks in the post-expansion era have played over 500 NHL games. So lucky number seven, is it going to be a myth? Are the Sharks going to whiff on it? Are they going to be able to capitalize on the players that are going to be available? Because this is wide open. This is absolutely the most wide open draft that we've seen in quite a long time, you know, thanks to COVID-19, I guess you can say thanks to them or because of COVID-19. Um, so- Either way, though, I mean, Nick, like you mentioned, all, all those great players at seven. And yeah, this is a wide open draft. But you know what? There's still a lot of talent in this top 10. There's a lot of top end guys. I think we're going to get a great player. I really do. And, and all those guys that you mentioned before, I mean, those at some points in the in, in their careers, all those guys were pillars for their organizations, and I think that's what we're looking for in this draft pick. Yeah, we want a solid middle six guy that's going to be able to show up day in and day out. As much as I would love for Baneers to to fall down to the Sharks at seventh overall, I don't think it's going to happen. Especially the amount of uh, chemistry that he developed with Kevin LeBanc at the uh, World Championships, he was just playing very well. Uh, he's one of the few true centers that's available in the upcoming draft. And um, I highly doubt that he's going to drop uh, further down. But uh, I don't know if you guys recall, but we had Chris Peters on here a couple months ago to talk about the draft with us. And he actually sat down with Shane Payne to kind of go over the seventh overall pick. And uh, again, I implore everybody to go to SanJoseHockeyNow.com, check out the entire article. We're just going to go over a couple of different points here that we saw kind of stood out to us. Um, So here's a couple of excerpts. I'll say the first one. So um, Shang asked him who could fall to the Sharks at seventh overall. Uh, In his response, the one that I'm pretty certain won't drop is Beneers. So cue the sad crying meme. (laughs) Sad trombone. There you go. (laughs) I think it'd be pretty unlikely to see Luke Hughes there. After that, your guess is as good as mine. Gunther who's a a big name right now uh, in San Jose Sharks Twitter land. Uh, He didn't have a great U18. He had a lot of points, but it wasn't like he blew anybody away. He would be an amazing pull at number seven if he's there. So a lot of Sharks fans' eyes light up when they hear about Dylan Gunther. He's been classified as as a great prospect going into this draft. So if they can get a guy like Dylan Gunther, then why not? Seems like a pretty solid pick. Uh, Dylan, you want to hit this next one? Yeah, so, I mean, honestly, any of the defensemen, uh, so so the next point here, any of the defensemen, you know, Hughes, Edvinson, Clark, you know, there's there's a high chance that none of them are going to be available at the seventh pick. Um, It looks like the top end of this draft is going to be defensemen. Um, So, I mean, but that could mean a guy like Gunther or Eklund slips down to seventh. 
uh, for the Sharks, you know, pushing those talented forwards out a bit, you know, with the top end of the draft being uh, pretty heavy on the defensive side. We need defensemen at the end of the day, which kind of sucks because those guys might be gone by the time we're ready to pick. But hey, if a talented forward slips down the draft because of that, I'm, I'm ready to take that any day of the week. Yeah, and the center depth has been a biggest our biggest problem so far. I mean, Doug Wilson has come out publicly stating that 3C is the way that we're going. Um, Peters went on to say that you're going to be real happy if either are there involving, you know, Gunther or Eklund. But then you might also have the advantage of the second best center in the draft being there, and that's McTavish. So there's a, a slew of names that, I mean, even I think Iserman made a joke about I think it was a reporter asking him, hey, how do you like the spot that you're in? You know, kind of knowing who's going to go top three. And he's like, well, who's going to go top three? And the reporter was like kind of taken <laughs> back of it. He's like, no, tell me. Come on. You said you know who's going to go top three. And the, the entirety of that that kind of act from Eisenman was the fact that this is so wide open that maybe we, we look at Owen Power after this tournament. We see, oh, he should be easily go to Buffalo. But if Buffalo's like, you know what? No, we need a center. And they go Beneers. And then the next team says, we actually like Hughes. You know, Seattle looks at it and they're like, actually, we like Hughes over Owen Power. Or maybe Seattle takes the big splash and they go Wallstead and really throws everything out of loop. You know, there's there's a number of things that can happen this year. It's going to make it a very exciting draft. Um, one thing that I will recommend is going again and reading that entire article because Chris also goes over the attraction of picking a goalie top 10 this year compared to previous years, as well as other draft uh, draft prospects to keep an eye on, you know, in the later rounds. Uh, so again, stop by the website, read the entire article and make sure you subscribe to Chris Peters' podcast, uh, Talking Hockey Sense with Chris Peters. It's a, just an incredibly insightful podcast. I've listened to it all the time. Um, and it specifically goes over NCAA prospects. So make sure you go over there, follow them on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts and uh, check it out. Tell them we sent you, shoot them a DM. He'll be happy. So. We need a we need a promo code. Yeah. Tell, tell him Nick and Dylan sent you. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to everybody on our Twitter spaces. Uh, we got Liz Child here. We had uh, Griffin from Teledabs. It is. Uh, we had Bruce Almighty earlier on talking actually on Twitter spaces on the podcast. So that was great. Again, I'm loving the I'm loving the Twitter spaces. Producer, what do you think? Don't forget Shane. Don't forget Shane. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, Shane's given. Shane's actually just left the room. Uh, remember, if you're, <laughs> as as we if you're listening up. in, you can always buzz us and ask us to talk about something. Maybe we overlooked somebody. Maybe we uh, don't know what the hell we're talking about. Feel free to, <laughs> yeah. Feel free to call us out on anything. And hey, if you request to speak and I don't get to you right away, keep keep going at it because sometimes I just miss it on my phone. I know I missed a couple here on this first one, so. Uh, just, just keep digging. Me. I'll keep have digging my me. phone next time, and the producer will be on it. Don't worry. There we go. There we go. Biggest lie of the awesome. night. Uh, moving into some, you know, because that's pretty much all the Sharks news that we have for you so far. Um, we're going to be covering a couple more prospects later on, uh, you know, once we figure out exactly where guys may fall. Again, we're going to attempt to do a live stream of the entry draft. Uh, as well as the expansion draft. Don't hold us to it, but we're going to try. We're going to do our damnness to try to bring you guys the best content uh, live. And especially with Twitter spaces, you can jump in and give us your live reactions. If you have a, yeah. a, a draft crush like Snipe City does on Twitter, loves Dylan Gunther. If you have a draft crush and he gets picked at six, come on, let us know about it. You know, we love it. We love interacting with all of you. Um, but something notable, something historic happened uh, just I believe it was today or, the, or yesterday, uh, in the hockey world, 
Taya Curry became the first female ever to be selected in the OHL priority draft. She's a five foot seven goaltender out of Park Hill, Ontario. And rumor has it she's already training to beat Jordan Biddington's ass when she steps up across the ice from him. So I can't wait to see that. Yeah, no, that's uh, pretty incredible. Yeah, pretty pretty amazing. Uh, congratulations, uh, Taya. I mean, to be drafted in the OHL, that's that's pretty incredible stuff. We obviously saw. I mean, God, it was it was a while ago now with the Tampa Bay Lightning bringing on a female uh, goaltender. Uh, yeah, Mayom Rayum. Rayum, yeah, to uh, uh, training camp. But yeah, incredible stuff. You know, seeing the game move forward, love it, love it. Yeah, these these are the steps that the sport needs to take to be able to become a more inclusive sport, more inclusive in the world, just in general. And, uh, you know, it, it might seem like something minuscule to just the average Joe out there, but it's these these baby steps that create it just a better place for hockey, for everyone to be able to play hockey for, you know, she, there has to be a first. There always has to be a first of this or else you're just doing the same thing over and over again. you got to be the first of something. So for her to be the first person to be selected, the first female to be selected in the OHL draft, you, that tiny little pebble that you might think is just a small little impact makes ripples in those waves just influence so many others. So just congratulations to you for achieving your goals for not allowing anyone to tell you to you can't do it or no one's ever done it before so you can't get selected in this draft you're going to inspire countless numbers of girls worldwide to be able to put forth the effort to do something that they've been told maybe they couldn't do so congratulations again on your selection couldn't be more proud of you no. yeah absolutely i'm just you know at the grassroots level each i'll let you jump in i just interrupted you but you know you know, you take your family to a junior hockey game. Now, if you have a daughter coming to that junior hockey exactly. game, she sees a female in net, which I mean, the connection to the game, it's just it's so much different when you have that kind of connection. I, I think it's its great all around. Amazing stuff. No, well said, boys. I don't have too much to add other than, you know, I, I looked uh, I looked up some of her stats, uh, some highlights and the OHL. They need some more skill, so I'm excited to see her bring some skill there. There you go. There you go. It's great. Oh, the O. Whenever you can rip on the OHL, you got. I'm a Western there. guy. Okay. Yeah. Now the Western uh, League just needs to also draft uh, draft a female, hopefully a goaltender as well in the Bantam draft. There you go. It's crazy to for me personally because I'm 26. I turned 27 in uh, September. It's crazy to see like. For me, when I think of draft, I've been programmed as an American football watcher that draft means they're going to be 21 years old. So then I look at her birthday, it's 2005. Yeah, and I'm man, like, and Holy Canada, that shit's 15. <laughs> yeah, she is, she is legitimately 16 years old, and she's got plenty of growth, plenty of skill to be able to go out there and compete with everybody, and I'm going to be excited for her and her journey moving forward. Um, so, yeah, that, that pretty much wraps up what we have right now for everyone i don't i don't think we had any comments or questions on twitter to go over and we i don't, don't believe so i mean and this is the last chance uh for anybody to jump on our twitter space which i think did it just end i'm not know. sure I'm, I'm taking a look at it right now it, it still seems to be up oh no it's we're, we're still up we're still up here so we're good we're yeah, good if, you, if anyone's listening in you want to chime in just slap the old request button Maybe you're too busy. I don't want to know. But um, we're going to try to do this moving forward. It gives you the option of uh, chiming in, talking about certain things. If there's something you want to talk about or if there's something that we may have missed or if we made an error, 
you can come in and, and talk and this is more interaction for you the listener um, you know moving Indeed. forward so absolutely and you know for for a first time it was fun we got uh, two people jumping on actually uh talking in the twitter space which was space which is awesome more uh you know it was more interactive than when we had our phone line because it's just i think it's just that extra step of phoning in i think this is super easy for everybody to jump in um yeah looking forward to using this in the future great episode um you know not much sharks talk but hey it is what it is. Well, they're not really doing shit. Okay. Exactly. So <laughs> what, what, what do you want from us, folks? Yeah. Uh, congratulations to the bronze medalists for the Sharks, Kevin LeBanc, Sasa Shimlevsky, and Ryan Donato. Uh, they got bronze today, third place, podium finish in the C-minus uh, world tournament or the world championship, I should say. But um, I think first, that pretty much... you're last. Yeah. <laughs> I think that pretty much wraps it up, uh, wraps it up for us today. Uh, let's give one quick shout-out to our uh, Twitter handles before we leave. You can follow myself on Twitter at NickFloor underscore. You can follow the podcast at StickHungryPod, and you can follow the network at HockeyPodNet. Dylan? You can follow myself at DYL underscore THPN. And follow uh, your favorite producer at Producer underscore Pigeon. All right, folks, it's been a blast. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you all, uh, everyone who joined in on Twitter Spaces. You guys have a great rest of your day. Drink your water. Stay safe.